Hi everyone, Queen Cream here. Before the episode starts, this is another one of those movies that I want to give a trigger warning for, because it is a pretty sensitive uh, subject movie. There's a lot of issues talked about and that we'll talk about on the podcast, and if you haven't seen this movie before seeing the episode, it could probably be pretty jarring for you. Um, specifically what to trigger for, there's actually kind of a lot. Assault, racism, uh, you name it. It's, it's, it's going on here. So just be aware this is going to be a sensitive subject podcast. But um, with that being said, let's get started. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Debate of the Dead podcast. We are back with season four, The Forces of Nature. Today's movie is definitely a force to be reckoned with, and it's more of nurture than it is nature, as it, uh, it, is, it, is, it is downright human, human disgust is the theme of this episode. Um, I am talking about a movie that my guest here, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hello. Friend of the pod, returner, returnee, um, found on TikTok, right? Because it was like a challenge. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that, how, how this movie came into sure. our consciousness. Uh, every once in a while, like a uh, TikTok will come across my for you page where it's just like a horror fan that's just like, oh my God, I started watching this movie on like Netflix or whatever and I could not get through it. Like this was like, the, I like, you know, I'm a hardcore horror fan and I could not get through this movie. So I'm always like, well, what could that possibly, like what, right. what movie could that be? Like, what could it be talking about that they couldn't finish it? Like, so I just had to see for myself. Right. And so I, I always, I'm the same way when I hear stuff like that, especially like, cause I'm desensitized to everything. Same, same. The, I, I don't, I know you're not as familiar with it, but the classic, classic example of movie that is just unfinishable and watchable, too hard to watch. Like the one that most people think of immediately is a Serbian film, which I have watched. It's not great. I don't, I think it's a little over-exaggerated. There definitely is like horrendous imagery in that movie and the overall themes are are rough like this one is but it's it's so exaggerated that it's like i can't even take this seriously Mm -hmm. but i understand how most people cannot watch it i found this movie soft and quiet uh which i don't even know if i've said the title yet that's what we're talking about (laughs) soft and quiet from 2022 uh it is it is on netflix to my knowledge it's the place where only place you can find it um, but that is the movie we're talking about. So I found this movie, Soft and Quiet, harder to watch than a Serbian film. I think because the content is a little bit more close to home. Like Serbian film, that movie is about a dude who wants to make porn and ends up in some much more darker sex trafficking rings than he imagined. And so that's where that movie goes. This one is... This shit is happening, like, in America yeah. today. Like, this shit is your neighbor. So that's why this it, this this movie has a sinister, more, like, lingering quality. Right. And uh, that's that's why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, because it, it was one that I... There's a lot going on with this movie, both as a film, like, artistically, cinematically, as well as the actual themes, dialogue 
scenes that we're watching. So that's why I definitely wanted to uh, bring this one on to the to the forces of nature season because it's a force. It's the force. It sits with you. It sits with you. So this movie is a first time director. It's a woman director, which we love to see. Her name is Beth de Araujo. I hope I said that right. I found one YouTube video where it's pronounced, so that's that's the best I can do. And it was um, uh, it was a Sundance story that got acquired by Bloodhouse. It was South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Twenty twenty two. A lot of acquired by Bloodhouse. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of a big deal. It gets your movie picked up by Blumhouse, arguably yeah. one of. I mean, not even arguably, just one of the biggest horror movie produce uh, studio distributors in in the game right now. Jason Blum just be acquiring licenses, and when he merges with James Wan and Atomic Monster, it's gonna be wild mm-hmm. horror monopolies. But um, anyway, so it's this. It's very. It's a very low budget film. I mean, you can tell. It's but not in the bad way. I mean, you can tell because it's 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 not one location, but it is um, like one setting that is not hard like neighborhoods there's scenes in the woods you know like there's there wasn't a lot of like set construction props like it's all very practical stuff. no special effects really yeah no special effects like it's it's more of a it's this movie's very dialogue driven it's driven by the events the things that are being said mm-hmm. i would say um so and it, the the craziest thing about this movie that i took me by surprise is that you know we we went in blind as we try to do for most movies it starts off and the shot is unbroken and you know we love we love some one takes in this house especially in the horror realm but this one take is going on and on and on and at a certain point earlier in the movie i i turned to you and i was like there's this whole movie's gonna be one shot there's no way that like we we've gone so far at this point without a camera. I cut. think we were like twenty minutes in. Yeah, like, I we was were like, just like, let's see where we're at. We were, we were like we're thirteen like, this... minutes in. I'm like, <clears throat> or twenty two minutes in, or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, yep, this unbroken whole movie, shot. Yeah. whole movie is going to be an unbroken shot, and it is. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's quick cuts in there for sure. Like, it, but uh, the the one take unbroken shot style is hard, and it's yeah. a unique it's a unique way to tell a story because you don't. It's not like a traditional film where it's cutting and you see all these different reactions on people's faces. It feels like you're in the moment because that, and that's yeah. why these scenes are usually only scenes, whereas as opposed to a whole movie. I guess there are other movies that are like this one unbroken shot thriller, which is awesome. This is the first one I've personally seen, so that had an impact on me. Yeah. And it was interesting that the, the, the video we watched for the director said that was on purpose because she doesn't want the audience to be able to catch their breath at any point, which... Girl, it worked. <laughs> there, this is one of those movies where at, at a certain point, I can tell you the exact timestamp, but at some point, your jaw just kind of drops and it never picks back up yeah. from there. Um, you're just anxious. It instantly makes you anxious. anxious and you're like, oh God, this is going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. Something's going to happen. So it, so it starts... Let's get into it. It starts off with this woman, our protagonist. Uh, she's got... She, you know, just very classic looking mom you know stereotype almost she's a she's teacher. very pretty she's very, very pretty, pretty straight hair just yep yep yeah. yep yep her name is um should probably get the character names going usually she's taking a pregnancy test like in in like her name's group. emily yes yeah. And she, yeah she's taking a pregnancy test we we as the audience don't know the result of the test but we know it's not what she wanted what she wanted because yeah. she starts her you know, face is she starts crying drunk. she's very mad and you, you know maybe it's 
quick to assume, oh, she doesn't want, she's not, uh, she is pregnant and doesn't want a kid. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's the opening shot of the movie. It could be that she does want a kid and she's sad that she can't get pregnant. We don't know the story just yet. But uh, the scene that follows that is pretty telling that she does want a child because yeah. she's a, we see that she's a kindergarten teacher or yeah. some, some Follow, very The low. camera follows her out of the bathroom and yep. we see she's still at school. Like, yep. and yeah. So. so she's a very young kid teacher. I would say no more than, I don't know, third grade probably. I think she said, I think she says later in the movie it was kindergarten. Oh, even better. Because yeah. the, the, one of the other young characters kids. says like, oh, they're so cute at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, very young kids. Five, six. Um, so she's, she's teaching the kids. And there's one kid who hasn't gotten picked up yet. So she's still at the school with him. And she's like, is he is he reading a book? Or did he have a comic book or something? I think he was reading a book. Or, and, or had, and then he's just waiting for his mom, I think. She sits down with him. That's because when the, the, the custodian walks by at one point and... You don't know why, but she tells the kid to like stand up and go tell the custodian, who is like this woman, to like that she needs to wait till after a he leaves. Woman yeah, too. he needs to wait. She needs to wait till after he leaves because her mopping could cause him to like slip and like hurt himself. It's very entitled. It's off. And like she's telling him this little like five year old boy that yep. he needs to go tell her this, and he's like he's like confused. He yeah, specifically says the phrase "be a man." Yeah, she's like, "You need to you need to be a man. Stand up for yourself and go tell this woman." It's really awkward. You don't really understand what the context is. Yeah, and it, it's weird because, like, I, I remember watching it. I was like, "What is this lady's deal?" Yeah. Like, I wasn't. It didn't like violate my senses immediately. Like, I wasn't like, "Oh, fuck this person entirely," right. because. But it's well, just. It's I very think she had odd, just though. told him he was reading a book. I think she would, had just told him too that she just wrote a book. So it's like, oh, she's yeah. a kindergarten teacher who wants to write children's books. So she's coming off That's as like right. a very she's sweet a, woman. You're yes, like, okay, yes. this is a very nice woman. But then you have this interaction where she's telling the kid to go tell the custodian to like wait, and you don't. He walks off into the school, and you don't really see what happens. Then the kid's mom shows up, and the mom and the teacher have an interaction. Yeah, and she's telling, and she's telling the mom like, "Oh, it's good to take like the assertive approach." And you can tell that the mom's a little uncomfy, but is like us isn't like violently uh, offended. It's just just like like a weird conversation. It's a weird conversation, to say the least. It's it's definitely odd. It is definitely odd. But so. you do get the sense that, like, this teacher is well-known and well-respected and, like, people seem to like her. Like, you know, she's she's not really sending off. It's it's odd. It, it comes off as odd, but, like, there's no red flags yet. Like, it's yeah. not like... Yeah, it's all it's all very, like, suburban mom stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, it feels I just, got like, sense, setting the picture. I got the sense that it was, like, that kind of, like, passive-aggressive, like, women, the way the women sometimes interact, where it's, like the sideways comments and like right it's a compliment but not really especially in this setting like small town like all the moms and the teachers are like you know like they all know each other and so they all have like they probably like each other more than others that kind of thing like Mm -hmm. definitely definitely get the vibe you're saying and we see pretty much for the whole opening act of the like first act of the movie for the the i would say this the the first act of the movie is before the twist and the second and third acts are post-reveal anxiety-induced, never-jaw yeah. never 
coming up again. Because even after the mom and the, the, the boy walk away, and then you see the teacher, she picks up some kind of baked good that's wrapped see, in foil. Yeah. She's and she like starts walking away from the school. Like a, it's in like a casserole dish, and it's covered with tin foil. And you're still like, why is this still one cut? Like, why are we still watching her just walk down this pathway? Yeah, that's like, what I, that's she's what I really walking away from suspicious. the school into the woods, and you're just like, what's going on? Like, why do we, why does this need to be one cut? Like, right. we don't need to see all this. Like, we don't and, need to see her walking to wherever. Like, it's, it's really odd. Nothing, and that's especially why I was like, I think this whole movie is going to be one yeah. take because it's just like it's weird that there hasn't been a cut yet and so it's like for them to hold so long it's like okay they're going to emphasize when the cut happens right but then after so long of nothing i'm like yeah. there's no way they're gonna cut because what would be the point to go this long with downtime where nothing's happening it's literally just her walking yeah and just walking <laughs> so sty- stylistically that was a choice and i mean it it, it, like I said earlier, it's a very unique way to tell a story because you're, it feels like you're a fly on the wall for everything that's happening mm-hmm. because with, when you do other angles and cuts, yeah. you can really force perspectives. You can, uh, play with the lighting a lot. This movie, I, the lighting is basically sunlight. It's all natural. It's like, basically it's, all natural It's a light. moving camera. The camera's constantly following the characters and it's, it's, it's like you're a person, like a fly in the wall. It's like it's like the camera is a person because yeah. the camera's moving and following the person. There's there's no setup. There's no lighting. There's no yep. There's no nobody that you like. There's no cut. Like yeah. It's well, like, and it's and it also means that there's no establishing or wide shots. So none. every setting that they go to, which was good, also a big question I had, I said, okay, this movie is about to be one take. Are we going to stay in the same location the whole right. time? How are we going to transport between places? And I mean, they make it work. Yep. Yeah. So. That you, you you follow when they go in cars. You follow when they literally. Walk. You can see the cameraman. Like, you don't see the cameraman, but you can. The camera's getting into the car with yeah. the characters. And yeah. Like, so there's and never having any establishing shot. You never feel like you have a full layout of like where they're at. You just know what the characters know, like yeah. what rooms they're in and everything. You don't you don't know what's around corners and whatnot. Not that it's that kind of movie that shit's popping right. out behind corners, but still just the the it's fear of the unknown. When it's you very don't, point it's, of view. Yeah. Very point of view heavy. So and it forces you to to just be in the moment with the characters. It's it's um it's a unique unique thing, and I I like that this movie. And the longer it went it. with no kind of cut or anything, the more you already can feel your anxiety going up because you know. I, we already have the preface that someone on TikTok said this movie is going to be hard to watch. Right. So yeah. That's the only thing okay, we know what, about this movie. What's so gonna, we're... Like, someone's, like, it seems so sweet and innocent. Like, if I would just turn this on, I would have been like, okay, it's like a little kindergarten teacher walking through the woods with, like, a pie. Like, okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> is she going to get murdered by an axe man or something? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, like what, what's going to go happen? Is she about to, like, see a demon? Like, what's about to happen right now? Yeah. And, the, and so when you, when you hear things like that, like, oh, this is the uh, impossible to watch ch- movies, it's like, okay, what is offending people that yeah. badly? So I'm like, is it super vulgar? Is it going to be, like, some kind of really explicit, like, is it nudity? Is right. it some kind of, is it just a, oh, super duper extreme gore? But movies like Terrifier have made extreme gore uh, like in like people still right. people are uh, far less sensitive to gore now i would say than because sometimes before. extreme gore like crosses that line from being like realistic and scary to just like cartoony Silly. almost yeah, it's cartoony. like it's a, it's a caricature of gore like exactly it goes so far over the top that it's just like okay. of gore. i love that yes no that is exactly <laughs> it's like, right, exactly well, right this is obviously not gonna happen in real life so yeah so so with the with these first few minutes in the movie you just don't I mean, you're you're following this character Emily, but you just don't really know what the threat is yet, or what the yeah. what the anomaly is going to be that shakes this up from going to such a hard, hard to watch yeah. like movie. 
And so the next thing that happens is she's, you know, she walks out from the school and into the woods with this, with this pie, this baked good thing. Yeah, and she's following like a road or a path of some sort. It's hard to tell because like we said, they don't do a wide shot. She gets to like a, like a, it's almost like a shack, like a bus stop of some sort. It's like a small structure. Yeah. That had like a bench in it with like a, a, a small roof. It's like a wooden structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she sets her stuff resting down, area. And then another woman like kind of appears out of the woods and she almost comes off as defensive at first. Yeah. Cause she's like, like who are oh. you? What are you doing here? Like, what's going Like, it's it's kind of odd. You're like, why is she like yeah. not expecting to meet somebody? And a plus, a character just going into the woods like yeah. by themselves without any really rhyme or reason is mm-hmm. kind of like. All right, what you doing? That's so private. Like, why y'all gotta hide? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like it, the feeling of unease is set up well mm-hmm. before the like twenty five minute mark jaw drop that happens. And the I more interaction she has, this main character has the the more off she seems. Like there's something there. Like Definitely. just something you're just like, what's going on? But we end up finding out the other woman is knows the person that she's like walking to meet. So then they walk together to right a church yeah this other woman shows up and you know like you said she's very defensive she's like what are you doing who are you like why why are you here and this is a private area and Mm -hmm. then she's like no 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 i know our our mutual friend kim or whatever and she's like oh okay you know kim work okay yeah i work with her work with her at the store or something like that they mentioned the store yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so it's like oh you you come in you you're supposed to be here okay so then they then they acquaint themselves and as they walk to like a uh, it's kind of like a churchish building it, it's a church it looks like a cabin it looks like a wood cabin but it's definitely a church it has like the steeple and stuff and another note which i instantly had to look up as they're walking away the second character is wearing a jean jacket that has a german phrase in the back it does yeah which yep. i did have to google i had to translate it and it it translates as prefer to hate which i was like oh I'm like that's funny. That, yeah, that you got that. You, you got that red flag immediately. Yeah, I'm I was like, just what? like, and, he, and, still, and honestly, <laughs> even that, I'm just like because it's hard to see where this movie's gonna go yeah. at first. So even that, I'm just like because she has kind of like an edgier vibe to her. I'm just like she's she probably seemed, just some gothic. She seemed nice. Like yeah, I was like, oh, it's just like a punk rock thing. Like yeah, it's like exactly, a, it's like a exactly. weird like German punk rock. Probably know that could be of, like a band, yeah. a German band or something. Because it's. Yeah, it's it's very big on the back of the jacket. And yeah, they get to this church, they walk in, they like go up some stairs. It's like some sort of common room or something. It's got it's all yeah, windows around. Churches are weird. They've got all kinds it's of like really little sitting it's and meeting rooms. It's all like rooms. natural wood and like It's a pretty room. It's cute. Yeah, it's like a nice little they're having a little kiki. There's like five other women in the room that are waiting. They're all hugging and chit-chatting. It's like, "Oh, this is like some little like mom group." Yeah, that's yeah, very exactly. That's where my mind went, especially to mom group. And it's like a little potluck. They all brought a dessert. Yeah. Like there's a little table set up with like punch and pie and like everyone's just, you know, having a little kumbaya. Yep, yep. And there's like pretty couches, you know, like I said there's all natural light coming in yeah. from these big bay windows all around them. And so you're just like, "What? Okay." And and they're greeting each other like, "Oh, how's it been?" you know? How yeah, kids, how's, it's very mom. How's, insert husband's name. Yeah, very mom. It's very suburban mom. And so the big, the big jaw drop of the movie here is she's As Emily takes the tinfoil off of her pie because the whole time you're like she's carrying around this fucking pie. Like, what is this pie for? And she, yeah, she demasks, demasks the pie. <laughs> At uh, timestamp thirteen minutes, and in in the ch- cut into the top of the cherry pie is a good old fashioned swastika. Yep, 
Right there in the middle of the pie. Right right there in the middle of the pie. Very offensive dramatic symbol. Yeah. And at that point, our <laughs> jaws just like, kind of dropped. We're like, oh. It's very... Because oh. then, then the prefer to hate. I'm like, oh, it's that kind of it's, movie. Yeah, it's so you this put that kind of real party. quick. I'm just in there like, and then she takes the tip off and go, uh, well, and because uh, we gagged, but then the women in the room kind of gagged too, because they're because one of them even says something like, "Are you serious?" Like, and I think Emily even says like, "Oh, I thought it would be funny," you know? It was like, yeah, I'm like, wait, is she joking about Nazis? Like, what? It's yeah, like, and you're just like, well, but then they just like start dating in, like it's like it, then it's like you know, if, not even a thing. Like this would have been like if this happened in real life, that would be like the topic of the, yeah, like you would, would make be it, like no, it's not funny headlines. Yeah, no, not not funny <laughs> at all. Not not even. And then one of them even says like, "We're in a church." Yeah, like oh okay, I guess they're not complete monsters. Yeah, it's <laughs> they it, have thumb morals. <laughs> But yeah, they just, uh, and it lingers on that pie. It's like, oh, yeah. look as at they're it, cutting into it. it, it's just like, you're just watching the pie and it's just, they're sloppily scooping it onto plates. Yep. And it's just like, yep. This, you don't even know what kind of, is it cherry pie? I don't know. It was like, it, it was like cherry red pie. and gooey and nasty. It just looked, it looked, I mean, it just, even the way they're scooping the pie looked uncomfortable. <laughs> like it just. Racist <laughs> flagship symbols aside, the pie looks good. Like I do, I am in the mood for a cherry pie at this time watching it get sliced up. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and then we're not, at this point. It's just the anxiety spiked again, and you're just like, okay, now you're what like, are we gonna, what what's is going to about on? now? What are they going to be talking about? Yeah, like, all all the questions start racing, this, and, and you're like, is this the rest of the movie? Are we just going to be sitting in this room listening to these like six? I don't know. It's hard to tell because the camera never really shows all of them at once. Yeah, I think there's like but six, seven. There's a yeah. handful of, and, a- and it's like, are we just going to be listening to them talk? Because like, it's still not overtly problematic yet it's still you know it's the, pie, just, the pie is the first major red flag well yeah i would say the jacket was a red flag and the pie is just like yeah oh, that's a siren like no, but we still don't know what's going on because then the conversation quickly goes back to something very normal and they're just like chatting right and it's it's very it, it sets you up like what is happening especially because these women and as we'll find out that's like normal to them yeah because, and they and it's around this time, too, that you start to notice that every single one of them is a white woman with blonde hair. Yeah. Except the one who they make a point to say has shit hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's rather new, I think. And, and it almost kind of comes off as like a support group vibe. Because they all kind of yes. start sharing stories. Yep. Yep. But the stories are like more like complaints. <laughs> yeah. And, and then she, she I read, like, made me see red immediately, too, is then... Emily goes on a rant about basically being like a slave to their husbands and the men in their lives, mm-hmm. their husbands, their brothers, their all that shit. Yeah. And, yep. So they're, uh, it, it gets problematic real fucking quickly. Yeah. <laughs> because every, every word that comes out of their mouth from here on out, you're just like, Ugh, baffled, yeah. stunned and silenced by. They're all complaining about the big problems in their life and the problems are never their own fault. It's always the fault of, a minority. We'll yep. say that. It's, it's a minority. So it's either the, the Jew bankers or the, the, the Mexicans taking their jobs. You know, it's very much that rhetoric that we've all heard in the news before. It's it's so uncomfortable because they're so, so matter of fact. And they're also supportive of each other. They're yes. All like, like yes. It's literally like, it's like a mom self-help group. But they're evil racist people. Oh, my God. It's, it's so uncomfortable to listen to because they're supporting each other. But they're being so overtly problematic <laughs> so overtly problematic like the things any sentence that comes out of their mouth they could like they would be canceled for if they said it mm-hmm. in public and i mean even they know that they're clearly ashamed because they're yeah. hiding in the woods to have this talk they do and 
as the camera sweeps around and more of the women start talking, there's a whiteboard in the back that says Aryan group meeting or whatever, like Aryan women. Yes. And the whiteboard is where they they decide, I think Emily comes up with the idea to like, they're going to start a newsletter. So they want to come up with topics and things they can put in their newsletter to find other like-minded people. Basically implying that they want to grow in this, I mean... I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say it's a cult yet, but if it it would grow into a cult, if, yeah. If it just and it, you definitely get the vibe that their husbands are of the same mind that they are. Like it's definitely, definitely like they're okay with their their wives all yeah. being like this. And we don't really know where they are. the 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 scene with Emily and the other girl in the woods. I think they mention pigeonhole, so we think we assume Wyoming. It's hard to tell. It kind of gives like a oh yeah, we it were gives like a Pacific Northwest kind of vibes. There's definitely. a lot of it's like a it's very like woodsy and like, but it they say. Jacksonville, so I assume Wyoming, but it's you know it it's anywhere. It's I think it's meant to be pretty open. Like you just don't know. It seems like a very just small town. It's definitely not a, a city. It's very, yeah, very rural. I mean, it was mostly filmed in California, which honestly kind of surprising because it, 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 it gives it, a Northern California vibe. Like, <laughs> it does it, 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 okay. Yeah, those the woods and stuff. It's it's very it's Makes very sense. Northern California. But yeah, in the hills. So, and the the whiteboard says "Daughters for Aryan Unity." Yes, that is that's what, what the whiteboard yeah. says. So, so we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's. And the the thing that kills me is they keep put they put such an emphasis on having like a husband because mm-hmm. all the single women their like first immediate word that comes yes. out of their mouth is oh we'll have to set you up with this they person. start talking about matchmaking and they matchmaking, talk about I don't yeah. perfect because it's very much like they're they're trying to keep their their bloodlines pure and alive and they're like oh we got to get you hooked up with this man he's perfect like he'll give you some kids like it, they're, they're very much about you know yeah procreating and make Absolutely. sure that their group grows yep and yeah. everything they say is just uh, it's so like microaggressions towards races very white entitlement yep. especially towards just, each other it, too. towards each other too even yeah which is hilarious that they can't even stay loyal to themselves oh yeah alone their cause <laughs> it's it's so uncomfortable to watch and um i don't know if i'm getting too far ahead but at one point one of them's standing up and she like spill something on one of the other women mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like in the moment it's like oh you know it's not a big deal it was such an accident and later on they're like reading this woman fulfilled like they were like yeah like she was like it was like she she committed a hate crime by spilling her tea on accident on this woman it yeah, was like, like it was such a problem that was malicious and like it, oh it, that like, she did there was a reason behind they it. never yeah. liked her and i'm like it's just like oh what is like these women have some deep-seated hate for everyone <laughs> yeah it's definitely not fucking great at all and it's just is i cannot express the feeling of uncomfortableness as they talk but the problem the why i say this movie is so hard to watch for me is because people actually talk like this like in yes, the real world you know these today, conversations are happening you probably know somebody like this you've probably of been this in the mindset. room like depending where you're from you've probably been in the room where you've heard these conversations happen between like extended family or so like it's just like yes and especially so like, cringe it's so cringe oh, it's, oh god it's like soul cringing oh because my god. it just makes you want to curl up yeah you're like how oh how do you get to just think like this like so just hateful and terrible towards other people oh, yeah. and no no like ownership of their own problems like everything is someone else's fault yeah like, they they try to play the victim where it's just everything is they're, they're like mad when like minorities like have a better house than them have a better job than them they're like you know that was handed to them you know they didn't work for that they don't deserve that it's which like, is so Ugh. rich coming out of these white women's mouths <laughs> yeah it's like they don't even recognize their own privilege they're all like, like clearly middle class upper yeah, middle class they're they're all they're all 
doing fine. Yeah, because the, I mean, the one woman that owns, like, I think it's a convenience store. She talks about the stores, like, failing, but it's like... Yeah. We don't know, yeah, we don't know what else they it's do, not too. That fault, could be... You know, it's, it's, it's just... It's it's so awkward. It's a, the whole moment. and But the whole time, we're still sitting here. It's still uncut. It's still... The camera moves around the room as they're talking to each other, and like it's problematic. You're uncomfortable. The anxiety is going up. Let's talk about that from an acting point. Like, I want to know what these actors were thinking and how they channeled that because for for an unbroken take, regardless of if there's um hidden cuts in here somewhere, which I mean, for this particular conversation, it doesn't really look like it. But even if there is, I mean, they still had to basically have this conversation like it was a real conversation, not like it was dialogue on a script that they were reading for a scene. They they were like, all right, you're gonna play this whole conversation out and and like do like you're gonna, no you gotta really takes. believe that yeah. you are this this racist yeah. awful person. And it's clever how the camera never really shows the whole room. It's never a wide shot. The camera's like in the middle of the group and kind of spins around and yeah, it's very like almost spin the bottle and the yeah. it just kind of the camera acts as a microphone. Like whoever's talking, you only kind of see one to. or two people at a time. So like off camera, there's probably you know they're probably looking at their scripts, making sure they got their lines right, or or getting some kind of direction from the director, like very hush hush, like behind the camera. Like yeah, no, it would not surprise you, me. There's definitely direction happening because obviously you, as a director doing a single shot, you can't expect these people to know every little note every little so there has to be ways the that they're getting... and, even, and even rehearsing it I mean yeah. imagine how like that had to have been uncomfortable and they're like I hope that they were sitting there and were like we better be doing something here ladies like because this I, I think this kind of satire is probably the the better way to do satire mm-hmm. because they're you could go overly comedic with it but the problem with that is it's it's not really bringing light to the issue. It's more just making fun of the issue. Yeah. Whereas in, and a lot of that humor comes from it's, it's funny because it's real. It's like, damn, people are actually like this. Yeah. But this is not funny at all. This is, it's this not. is straight up. Just pull the curtain down, expose oh, yeah. into these, into the private lives of these people. And I think it helped that none of the actresses are recognizable from anything. They're all, Definitely. so it's like, you're not, you're not, you don't have a preconceived notion exactly. based That's on the exactly rec- recognizability of, of the actress. Like it's all very normal looking women. Yep. It's just you, like you, you could see, you could you probably know these people. You've you've walked past them on the street. You've, yeah. You've interacted with them at the store. You've, yeah. You've sat next to them at, at a food court or they something. Know, they're you not know? all tatted up. They're not wearing like the leather jackets. They're not pierced all over with their little swastika tattoos everywhere. Yeah. They don't have like you know they're not wearing the armbands. They're not like you know that neo-nazi imagery that we think of or like right there's no there's no that's that's what's scary about is that you look at these people and think oh there's probably a a normal nice suburban mom and they they hold a certain level of of like in society like they're they're respected women people know them they're business owners they're teachers their kids all play together go to school together people know them like yes people they're not they're not unknown like oh there's a weird people down the street nobody talks to nope 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 they are fully I'm sure they're these moms are going to PTA and shit. Yeah, they're integrated in the society and they're they're planting their little microaggressions and the the passive aggressiveness and like the uh. yeah. And this <laughs> and this whole movie, even especially as the scene is unfolding, the beginning scene with the kid just hits that much different because it just shows how they're making yeah. their impressions and on such young children yeah. that don't mm-hmm. know any. I mean, you can even tell in that first scene that that kid is so uncomfortable yeah. and he's literally like five, like he knows it's wrong, but he's like, here's an authority figure. He's a teacher yeah, telling, telling me, me to, to do, do it. Which I've been told to do what the teachers tell me to do. Exactly. So it's, and she's already planting those seeds of toxic, toxic masculinity in this little five-year-old boy who was just reading his book, doing nothing doing wrong. Nothing. Didn't almost slip on any wet floors. Cause he's not even in the school. He's like sitting on like a curb. Like yeah. 
physically outside. He's like of the outside, school, of like the waiting building, for the like car. Nowhere to come. near where this this poor Latina woman is is, is mopping. Like, yeah, the the custodian was completely unprovoked in yeah. every way, shape, or form. It was it was totally unnecessary, and like she made him go. It was so it was so awkward. But yeah, as this as this meeting is still going on, then um, at one point I think the. Uh, it's like the, the the pastor or something for the church comes and asks to speak to Emily, the leader. And yep. It comes off like almost like he's had this conversation with her before. Yes. Like you could tell. And, and he's very, um, I don't know if standoffish is the word. Like he's very just like. He's uncomfortable. Leave. Get out. No yeah. trouble. I don't want to do this. Like yeah. just get out. He's you like, I told go. you you couldn't be here before. So it's like, it's, it's so like, yeah, he's just like, if you guys leave now, I won't like, I don't think he says call the cops, but he's like, I won't cause like a, a scene or something like that. He's just like, he's frustrated. He's exhausted. Or He's just, he's put out. He's not like physically angry, but he definitely is not pleased they're there. So it definitely was not a church sanctioned event. No, for sure. They was definitely like they, they they booked time in a community room, which is kind of the vibe it gives. Right, right, right. Or or honestly, they might not even have done, they might have just, yeah. like they, they might just know about this church. They just showed go up. to this church yeah. and then just showed up because I mean, most churches doors aren't locked because right. people just go there to fucking pray and shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So she, yeah, she excuses herself. I think at one point talks to the the pre, the the pastor in the hallway, which the camera follows Emily. And I think a couple people had to leave. Um, Emily comes back in and is like, "Hey, let's move this party to like my house. Like, let's go pick up some wine." And we'll like, so like she very much wants to keep the momentum going. Right. Yeah. Because they're they're you know they're they're, they're brainstorming ideas. Yeah, they're, for gonna, their they're gonna have this newsletter. They're gonna have this newsletter and matchmaking, and they're gonna. They're going to build their ranks, you know, and yeah, do all this like social media stuff. And then she's even like, as they're leaving one of the other, cause she doesn't tell the women, Oh, we've been kicked out. She's just yeah, like, she's, all right, we got to go. Yeah. She's and, like, yeah. She totally plays it off. Yeah. She plays it off. She's like, let's wrap this up and go oh, into it, which is she, uh, Emily might be one of the pretty, the most evil one of the group because she doing things like that is what makes the other women think like they're okay. And that they're not doing anything wrong because they just are like, she's like, Oh, Hey, let's go. You know, after party in my place, let's drink some wine and and a more private setting yeah. as opposed. So it's just like, all right, meeting over, meeting adjourned. Mm-hmm. Let's go on. But in reality, they were fucking kicked out. And this dude was ready to, like, probably call the cops or yeah. do something to to get him out. Not the, the, Plus the fact that they clearly were not allowed there trespassing yeah. on a private space, all, all of it. All the works. But as they're leaving, one of them's like, oh, should we clean up? And she's all like, no, just leave it. Like they had, awful shit like that. Did she say like they had people for that yes. or something like that? Yes. Or, like it, it was like, yeah, it was it was it was gross. Uh, just all the so. little stuff, the entitlement of like, oh, I don't need to clean up after myself. Reminds yeah. me of this. Um, I forget his name because I don't follow sports at all. But this baseball player put a tweet out of his on an airplane, and it was just this messy seat, and it was it was a whole post about how he was pissed off because the flight attendant didn't like clean up after them mm-hmm. and his kid was like throwing popcorn on the ground she's like made my wife get on her hands and knees to pick it up and literally every single person obliterated him for it and was like yeah clean up after your fucking kids it shouldn't be the flight attendant's issue to get yeah. down on her hands and knees it should be your wife uh, the mom or the kid yeah so just that entitled attitude of like oh no i'm better than that oh yeah gross disgusting i had a, I had a similar situation are, how much money you have you're still a fucking human yeah it's it's disrespectful and gross, and it just makes you seem disgusting. I so. agree. Like it's just it's just little red flags like that that are just like, uh, 
You know, and uh, like even at restaurants, like you don't have to, yes, they have busters and stuff. You don't have to wipe the table clean. But like when you just leave it an absolute fucking pigsty. Yeah. Like, you know, like what are you doing? I had a similar thing happen when I was bartending. I won't say where or, and it was with this, it was a celebrity and I won't say who, but they made a huge mess on my bar top, huge mess, like disgusting mess. Like it was, I, I couldn't believe it that one guy could make this kind of a mess. Right. And as he's getting up to leave, he just straight looks at me and he's like, you'll clean this up. Right. And just throw some money in the bar and walks away. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Jesus, it was, it's like, it was damn. the biggest mess. That, like, I had served teenagers that were more respectful, like, yeah. in the restaurant. It was like, like all, every single person is trying to just, do, you know, do their own thing and get through this world on their own accord. So we yeah. just have this, like, oh, people will do it for me, especially if I throw money at them attitude. Yeah. It's like, people don't want to be around you. <laughs> people don't, it was people don't want to be it's your gross. slaves. Yeah. Your money, your hired it's help. Right. People want to just, you know, do their own shit. And there was this interaction, I don't remember if it was in the parking lot here or if it was earlier on where one of the women, the one that was dressed inappropriately as they felt, yeah, they, they said one. she was dressed like a slut because just because she was wearing, she looked fine. She was wearing a dress and like a normal shirt. She like came from work I or think, something I like think that. I think the problem is that she was, the, like she had a lot, she, the shorter shorts yeah, and everything, her, like she wasn't legs professionally. Were yeah. She had also wasn't very feminine. There were, it was pretty dark colors Yeah, and like they're all wearing like She was the one with the darker hair that they were like, like women power suits yeah. or like things that accentuate their femininity yeah. for sure which great segue to talk about the title of this movie a lot of people are like why is this movie called soft and quiet it doesn't really make that much sense you want to you want to elaborate a little bit more on that so i so the only reason i kind of had uh, an idea of what that meant was because i had watched a documentary i which i'm forgetting the name of now i think it was like keep quiet and it was it was about like a cult of like it was like a sect of uh Mormons, but it was like keep quiet and something like that. So it was very much like how they were controlling their women. It was like just to stay quiet and feminine and pretty and like so that's the gist I got is quiet and soft is was a reference to how women were expected to act in these groups, I guess. These these where it's like everyone acts a certain way, you know, like the whole 1950s like the housewife who yeah. respects the husband and does what the husband says and cleans the house and cooks but looks beautiful and well is... no and it, and it definitely is because and even even in a broader sense too the soft a lady is this a lady yeah. does uh, a lady does you know like the finishing etiquette. school for yeah. girls like and all just, that kind of stuff yeah. like just the really playing into the shittiest of the shitty gender roles yeah. really just that, uh, uh, you know, a woman is supposed to be obedient. You're like, you're soft and quiet. Like you just, yes. you don't, you don't know you're, you're there until you, mm-hmm. the man you wants him to be. You don't speak spoken to. And All like of that you, stuff. Yeah, everything you say is very thought out and very agreeable and like you don't have opinions. And, and I <laughs> think that message reflects a lot in the way they talk, especially Emily's when they're so focused on what their husband wants, what they're yes. matchmaking and making sure that the men are pleased first and that and even even right now in the scene where they are leaving because they're going to go you know to the house or whatever she calls her, her husband, husband to tell her to tell him to update him she's like and she's kind of like asking permission but also telling him like this is happening so it's right. like she's being that that role she's being you know she's trying to be obedient but also she's manipulating him she's, yes she's the definitely. one telling him how it's going to be yeah but kind phrasing of, it but in, in a, a way, way that makes it seem like he has to say it. yeah like he could say no and she'd be okay with it but he doesn't and, of course yeah. yeah so it definitely i i 100 think that's the title the meaning behind it and it, it also is a double entendre in a way because it also could mean soft and quiet these people 
are moving soft yes. and quietly within, through like society. we said, through like, society. Yeah. Just, they're your neighbors, your teachers, your your cashiers at the grocery store. Business it's just leaders, like yeah. these people are just with this super hateful energy probably have done some heinous things yeah. in their lives to people who definitely didn't deserve it. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's like all the time you hear people are like, how many times do you think you've walked past a murderer? Right. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. And you would never know. Mm-hmm. And it's the same it's the same thing here. How many times do you think you've walked past like a stone cold racist? racist? And yeah. probably multiple, multiple, multiple times. You probably know one and unfortunately have one in your family yeah. or have one close to you because that's just the, the way like, it is these days. And, and how are you sucks. supposed to how are you supposed to react when you when you hear those racist things? Like if you're in public or something, like you hear somebody say something racist, like even if that directed towards you, do you do you say something? Do you Do you let it go? Do you let do it you, go? Do you turn the other cheek? Do you like what do you 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 can't and humans are not simple. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. You, you you weigh the pros and cons of like, oh, do if I confront this person, they're going to double down. Make, they're going to double down. Am I making a statement? Am I is it is does it go against the minding my own business of it all? Yeah. And, and the, or you know if you're or if you're pro confronting, it's like, all right, am I going to get in a fight with this person? Right. Are we going to you know are are we going to get canceled on social media mm-hmm. because someone records it yeah. and takes it out of context? There's just so there's an ex, there's so much anxiety in like every decision you make. And nuance every, every day and every nuance you do. And it's, it's, are people going to read this wrong? You know, there's so much of that. And when the co- the conversation is something so heinous like this, it's like, what you're almost like, do I go against my yeah. own values? Or do, or like, do I, I, and you feel like a shitty person. Cause you're like, I feel like I could have done something there, but I didn't. So there's just, it's a, t- it's a tough world to fucking be in. And that's why this movie hits so differently because it's really just not even holding a mirror. It's just straight up pulling the curtain down. This, this feels, this whole movie feels like someone just took a camera to some everyday people and what happens happens, you know, like it doesn't feel like this movie was, was plot driven and scripted. It just feels like this movie literally, it just feels like someone took a camera. It's like a slice of life. Yeah. It's like a slice of life. It really is. It almost feels like a reality show. Like it, it it's a really gross one Yeah. because, uh, and to go back to what we were talking about, the, the woman who dressed inappropriately or whatever, she even says something. I remember what the term was. Cause it was so like, it's such a non-issue, but Emily, like, immediately turns to her and tells her to knock off the jungle the jungle language or something like that something yes. really racist i think she just said it was some it was like some kind of you know aav term like just you know it's something in pop culture right just something yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're used to hearing you know a, a black person slang. say or whatever and it was like it was and it was just like like fixing to hang out or something like that you know it wasn't even it was totally innocent but like emily was like deeply offended like not of that jungle i was like whoa (laughs) yeah and that was her own person like in her group and she's ready with that venom just to attack her own people immediately on the ready like just no it's no filter and and then the whole movie too i'm thinking like how do these people like interact in their daily lives because clearly they have to tone it down to some degree in order to function without getting just like like just watching it in the movie i i'm like uncomfortable because like i don't know i people always joke about like empathy like as me as an empath like <laughs> but i just imagine empath. <laughs> i just imagine being in a room with these women and i just feel like i would just like you would just feel the hatred like you would just yeah you would like feel edgy for vibes no reason like people talk about vibes a lot like that's pretty much a, a meme at this point oh, the vibe but also yeah. like humans feel that kind of thing like you can feel the energy of a room if i just think about 
how many times like when you see someone and you instantly know they're pissed off yeah they could they might not have a, a frown on their face they right. might just be it's just the way they it's carry right themselves below you the can, surface right it's, below the surface like you can just, as a human you can just sense no, oh this person is upset or, oh yeah. this person is very uh, very happy right now or very through through non-verbal and non uh, uh, cues that aren't it's just, just the way they're visual. carrying themselves it's just odd it, it, yeah, or it, even just like when humans are like I, you feel the feeling of being like humans have that extra sense that extra yeah. awareness that on, on a biological level right. so the when people talk about the vibes I mean it's there's truth behind it like there's yeah. a real thing behind it that's why it's so it's so common because if you just don't if the energy isn't what you're feeling and the vibe is not right for you I mean you can you can fucking feel yeah. that shit so I imagine I, I want to know like what other people feel when they're around these women like in their day to day life like yeah. do do they give off these vibes or do they come off as completely innocent and because really the only interaction we have is the mother between, at the beginning yeah. and she is pretty uncomfortable she's, but but not like overtly because not you, overtly you kind of you, you kind of like she, it's almost like she's just in a hurry maybe she needs to get home like she's she's obviously fresh out of work and she was mm-hmm. picking up her kid and wants to go home like, yeah so it's like she has like small town conversation so it's like is she just in a hurry or does she not like this teacher or like when she gets home if she's you know she is somebody at home it it's gives the situation where she'd be like oh that woman was weird you know, like, so I had a weird interaction with. Yeah, she's like, with oh, ran into Miss Emily teacher. again. Yeah, yeah ran into yeah. Miss Emily again. She was going off about wanting to have kids, or you know, it was like, yeah, some... like just so in, an insignificant speck to her, yeah. but such a she so much damage ready to be done yeah. at any any given moment. Um, they, when they so they they get in their pile in the van and they're yeah several of them go home several of them have stuff to go to do so there's only like I think four of them or five of them that decide they're going to go to the one woman's store yeah because they want to they want to go some wine. wine they want to get the some wine's house but yeah. they're like oh let's stop at the store that that one woman owns yeah to get some, wine. some wine and the store's closed right but she opens the store they go in yeah and um, we follow Emily as she's going through like grabbing wine grabbing some snacks grabbing this grabbing that whatever yep the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And then um, as she's shopping, we hear somebody else come into the store and the camera kind of turns and you see these two women of some some Asian descent yep. that just come in and they're immediately told, oh, the store's closed. And they're like, oh, we just wanted to grab a bottle of wine. We just got off work. We wanted to go home and enjoy a bottle of wine. And they're, the women are very much like, no, the store is closed. Did you not see the sign? The store is closed. Like, yeah. And it's this interaction. And the one, there's they're sisters. We learn that they're sisters. And the, the one is like, let's just, just forget it. Let's just go. And the other one's just like, no, if we keep letting them do this to us, they're just going to keep doing it. We need to stand up for ourselves. Absolutely. And she's like, just let us get a bottle of wine and we'll it, leave. It's that conflict we were just talking yeah. like how do you react do you stand up for yourself or do you just let it go victim. yeah like when what when is it right to stand up and when is it not and so she's just like can we just buy the bottle of wine like look i'll get the most expensive bottle of wine just let me buy a bottle of wine and we'll leave yeah and they're the other women are just like no you, like the store's closed get out like it's like a very much da, 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 da. and then um emily pops out of the shadow she yeah, hit she's, it first she, yeah she was like hiding behind some, in the in the we in didn't the know aisles. why at first but we find out she she knows one of them yep and we find out why a little bit later. But so she pops out of the shadows. She's like, no, let them get their wine. You said you'd buy the most expensive bottle, right? And she just grabs like a random bottle of wine. And she's like, this one looks like it's about $300 and hands it to the girl. And like, 
tells her to go up to register. She's like, you're going to buy it, right? You said you'd buy the most expensive bottle of wine. Yeah. Obviously not a $300 bottle of wine. Yeah. And it's fucking convenience store. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And it was just like one random one, like just sitting there. Like it wasn't yeah, like she, on display. Or no, she fully just nothing grabbed, remarkable about this bottle She fully of wine. grabbed a bottle of Barefoot right off yeah, the Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and this woman is, the, the, the Asian woman is very much like standing her ground. So she's like, fine, I'll pay for it. So she pulls out $300 in cash. Mm-hmm. And one of the other women's like, the only people that have cash like that are whores or something. It's like very, yeah, like, and, and the Asian was there's like no way servers. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no way any of them are gonna win. Like yeah. you know, in their minds, because they're yeah. just they're total. And this is the enemy mode. Just harass, harass, harass. It was Any, such, anything. It was so awkward Cheap and just blows, uncomfortable blows galore. Yeah, um, and I think we find out at that point the the one the Asian woman standing up for herself was one that had been raped. Yes, by Emily's brother. Yes. And that's how they like know each other, or even if they don't know each other, Emily at least knows who this woman is yeah. because of you know because the of trial that situation case, and everything. Because also, I believe Emily mentioned that her brother is actively in jail. In jail, yes, yes. for raping this I, woman. I'm tra- backtracking a little bit. Doesn't she when she's walking away from the school? Isn't doesn't she about? Isn't she getting a call from jail and she declines it? Wasn't I, it like on her cell phone? I they think like show so. the screen. It was like, or even, or even you hear the like, you collect call from blah blah blah. Yeah, prison or whatever, and she just hangs up. She doesn't accept it. She doesn't talk to him. Yes, yeah, yes. We, so we the, don't really know what those. There's about a little bit of behind passes, the scenes work yeah. going out of the movie. Yeah, it's but yeah. So this interaction happens, and it's real uncomfortable. And the, the again, the woman that's not dressed appropriately and just harassing them because harassing like, because they fully do the do the bullshit of paying and deal with yeah. all of it, and like they're just trying to leave at that. They start point. calling them lesbians. They call to make all kinds of derogatory terms about being, le- and they're like, we're sisters. Like, yeah. this is, which also is, interesting way to do, you know, like exposition character development right there. It's yeah. like, uh, that's how we learn the relationships here. Yeah. Because they, obviously, this isn't the last time we see these two characters uh, before yeah. they get out the store. So, I mean, you it's, know, from yeah. filming, that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot going on technically and on the, uh, on the surface yep. of the movie. Uh, but yeah, they, they even get into like a physical alter- altercation because the, the one who's, not dressed right is like puts her hands on them. They literally just fight back. A gun gets whipped out at a point. Yeah, like it's just it's really uncomfortable. And the girls just try to leave, and it's it it's it's so uncomfortable. And oh, it's and what do you do in those situations? Because they make it clear that it's not just about racism. It's like they're you know they're against any minority. They're against the gay people. They're against, you know it's just. It's all the hatred you could possibly imagine a person having there. for non-white people. It's there, and like it's it's odd because some of them seem to like gas each other up, and the others try to calm each other down. But it's like you don't know where they're what they're going to do. It's such a it's such a it's very a variable, and like you just don't. It's that's the the most anxious part of it is you don't know when you should stand up for yourself or when you should just let it go. Like, do you stand up and for yourself, and then you're going to get attacked you stand for yourself and yeah. they're gonna back down or are they gonna back you don't know if they're gonna back down you don't know what kind of and especially like someone like me too i mean i'm <laughs> i'm white but i am gay but i'm also five three mm-hmm. i'm not like physically i'm fine for my size but i mean i can't be taken like if somebody over six foot comes up to me and calls me a faggot i'm done i'm walking <laughs> away because what am i gonna do right like other than fucking stab the dude in the neck and at that point i just killed somebody over hate speech oh, so yeah. you know like there's just there's a lot of anxiety in day-to-day shit i mean i uh when i uh years ago when i was bartending um i was it was almost last call and somebody came up to my bar and was already physically obviously drunk which 
legally I'm not supposed to serve anybody like that because I can be on the hook if they go out and get in an accident or whatever. So I was like, I'm not serving you. You're visibly drunk. Yeah, I cannot serve you. So they immediately start calling me racist, <laughs> which they were white. So I don't, and I'm white. I'm six foot, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like I'm like, how? What? Yeah. So I started laughing. So he got more mad that I was laughing at him calling me racist, which honestly was a, it was a nervous response. Like, because yeah, he like, started what, getting like mad. What so do you even like, do? What? How am I racist? So he's like, "Get your manager! Get your manager! Like, you're serving me! You're serving me!" I'm like, "I'm not. You were visibly drunk." So I get my manager, who was an Asian man. So my manager comes out and is starting to like calm the guy down. The guy starts calling him every racial slur for an Asian person you can think uh. of to his face. I'm like. Bro, you were just calling me the racist one. Listen to you. I'm like, you need to leave. It's just that like, entitlement, like, pull out whatever card you oh can. My God. Like, and just it was to get like, what you want. It was all our fault that we wouldn't get. And, like, he was already, he'd obviously been kicked out of wherever he came from. Like, right. He was already had overdrank there and was trying to get more. It was like, it was wild. So, but, like, I didn't know if I, how much, how much I was supposed to stand up for myself or my manager or, like, do I get involved? Do I call the cop? Like, what do you, there's no handbook on, like, the, what you're supposed to do in yeah, these moments. Yeah. And it's, it's because it's always a case by case basis. Basis. Yeah, and, you know they t- they always tell you not to be the hero, and it's like okay, but right. there's no gun drawn. I'm literally just standing up for myself as a right. human being. And I also you don't want people get away with that behavior. That. Yeah, and you don't want people to get away with that behavior. You can't exactly. just let them think that people are just going to ignore it because then nothing's it's not going to yeah. go away. <laughs> so it was it was so awkward and uncomfortable, and it's just like you don't know what to do. You don't want to be a target. You don't want them to remember you and try to like come after you later. Like especially in like today's world, that shit is happening yeah. left and right every single day. There's a new art article about some bullshit where someone was ostracized or attacked for this reason or and on, on all spectrums. Never makes I mean, sense. It's, and it's, it's just, yeah, so it's wild. It's, anyways, <laughs> getting, getting back to the movie. Yeah, but no, that's why, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this movie because it incites conversations Oh like my god, this. it's wild. It's, and, oh yeah, it all just plays through your head. All, all I can do the whole time watching the movie is just trying to put myself in the situation and it's just, you you don't know what you're going to do or how you it's, don't. It, it's a hard movie to be like, because especially when you're watching like a slasher and you see like somebody trips, like, oh, you're so dumb. Yeah, I, yeah, if yeah, I were like, in that situation, I would have yeah. gone around the back way and done this and grabbed the knife when they were Why like, Why'd you run blah, upstairs blah. instead of out the door, you stupid? <laughs> yeah, but then, but then you're sitting there in this situation, you're like, I don't know what I would have done. I don't I, know. Like, literally, I don't know. You're especially even me as like a, as an adult man, if I was one V like five women, in a st- white women in a store. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you know? I don't know what I would do. Like, I really don't know. Especially after a gun gets drawn, like you just, you just don't fucking know. Yeah, and it's so it's such a non-issue. Like you're just trying to buy a bottle of wine, like literally. And the woman was complaining about her store failing, and she's like closed yeah. in the middle of the day. It's literally after school. The sun's still up. Yeah, the store's closed. They're trying to turn away customers. Well, no wonder your store's failing. I, I immediately, I mean, it's never confirmed <laughs> in the movie and whatnot, but I immediately assumed this this little store was just, you know, wife hobby while husband does Something. makes all the money and stuff and this and whatnot. It's weird. That's it immediately weird. what I got. But also speaking of the character's husbands, at some point during the store debacle, Emily's husband arrives. Yeah. Who at is the store. like I don't even know how to describe this character. I sort of, in my head canon, built up the idea that he was like this awful, racist, like Nazi person too, but mm. saw his wife go f- take the behavior further, which then caused him to realize he was wrong, but he's already so committed because he comes off as just 
utterly dejected, but he still enables them by just right. allowing it. And the vibe I got was that he was probably raised in this environment, so he thinks the racism is normal and okay, but he's also a very logical person, mm-hmm. and he seems like he knows what lines should not be crossed. Yeah, like, he he actually seems like he's the only thing stopping them from basically he, getting in, themselves yeah, thrown in jail. he's the voice of reason, he's, which, and none of them are really listening to him. Absolutely not. At all. They're, they keep pushing him, and he, but he keeps giving them ground. Like, he keeps being like, okay, well, because they're like, we need to, like, show them they can't treat us like that. Like, you know, I think a couple of the women are like, oh, you know, just let him go, just let him do everything. And the other one, I think one of the one with the German jacket was like, no, we need to like show them. Yeah, make she's less. the one who's ready. To, like oh. one of them was getting. They were like, no, we just need to. We just need to go fuck with them. We just need to like show them that they can't do this kind of like. Let's just go like. Um, what, I don't know, like knock over stuff in their house or like burn their passports. Yeah, which what a random thing to say, burn their passports. And it was just like they wanted to like do some vandalism or just like you know. They wanted to hit him. Freak him out. Him. They, didn't want, they didn't want him to, like, hurts. They, didn't, they didn't want to physically, like, confront them, but they wanted to, like, do something. Yeah. They wanted to, they wanted to vandalize something. They just wanted to, like, you know, make a point. Like, you don't you don't talk to us to pro- that way. to provide some sort of consequence that they seem fit. Yeah. And the guy, the, the husband, Emily's husband, is like, no, we don't need to do this. Like, that, that's just dumb. And he eventually concedes. And it's like, all right, we'll go up to their house. You know they're not going to be home. They somehow knew that they weren't going to, the women weren't going to be home at that time so they're like look he's like all right you know they're not going to be home you're sure they're not going to be home do they have any do they have any pets like he asked like questions like he, this guy obviously knows about like breaking into houses or something yeah that's probably, all the probably a cop honestly something it's hard to tell um and he's like all right we'll go up there you have five minutes that's it and we leave yeah like and so they they all get back in the car and they start headed out to these uh this, these women's house and they, as they get close to, because uh, Emily knows where they live, obviously, because that's probably where her brother raped the girl. That, or like you know, it, was, it came out during the trial, or yeah, or whatever. Something. Yeah, like they, she knows who this woman is for sure. And they drive up there, and as they get closer, they're like, "Oh, she lives up on the hill, which is apparently like where the ni- like nicer houses are." Yeah. And so they're like, "How does she afford this place? Like, like she shouldn't be living. I'm like living down wherever, and I can't afford it. Yeah. And they're living up here in the hill. Like, what the? Like, they're like offended that these Asian women and so many. I think one of them living their lives. Yeah, I think one of them says, like, oh, she inherited it from her mom when she died or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, that's bullshit. She shouldn't be living in a place like this when I'm living down. It's a nice house. It's a really, it's a yeah, really cute it is, house. It is a really nice house. And they yeah. are very secluded, mm-hmm. which is both unfortunate and fortunate. Yeah, because they pull up and the, the husband was like, oh, there's only one way in and out. He's like, you didn't tell me that. Like, what yeah. if they what if they come home while we're here? Like, yep. And it's like, they're like, whatever, we're going to be in and out. It's going to be so quick. He's like, five minutes, five minutes. And I, I think one of them keeps trying to like escalate things. And I think he even turns to Emily. He's like, is she a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> says yeah. something like that. Like, even he knows that this is going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's and just, he's deferring it, to his wife. Like, she acts like she's like this submissive, like quiet and soft wife, but she's obviously pulling the strings. Yeah, and, more play to that title for yeah. sure and she and she even makes a couple comments to him about like she's emasculating him like in front of the other women and yeah. it's just like and he's he seems beat down like he and that's why i got that, he's just, that vibe he's exhausted he's, he's, he's exhausted doesn't want to she's, her she's shit fully anymore. flown off the handle yeah. not and i'm sure he is too but he's like she's even worse and i don't know how to deal with it so now he's just fully just it's hard to tell he feels dead inside for sure the yeah. character but they um, end up finding a hide key at these women's house, and yep. they get inside. Yep. They have a dog. It's a small dog, which mm-hmm. makes immediately I'm nervous. I'm like, what are they going to do to the dog? Thankfully, the worst thing they do is lock the poor little dog in a, like, a little cupboard. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. At least these people are kind enough to not destroy the animal. Which I think, <laughs> and I think the cupboard was a place where the dog slept anyways, because there was like a bed in there, wasn't there? It looked, it looked 
I don't know. But it anyways. like a like if the dog gets panicked, you know, they, or like oh, it was like a, but it was like a little cupboard like right by the door. And they put the dog yep. away, um, and they just start like going around the house like looking through their stuff oh, and like drinking their this beer ridic- yeah ridiculous shit. they're just like oh how they afford invasion. this like they're like look they're like jealous of all like the things these women have and, and also like, remind you this is a one shot yes. uninterrupted take the like, camera's still fully, moving this we watch the women have their conversation we watch them leave we watch them drive to the store mm-hmm. we watch them drive from the store to the house we watch them do all of this stuff and now yeah. we're just watching them break in so everywhere the camera turns is a girl at some door breaking doing some something. shit going through some drawer uh, do it do it you know emily's putting the dog in a cover so it's, it's chaotic there's yeah. a lot going and on and your anxiety levels just going up and up and up because you just, it's just know, increasing just... like they already like, okay, first they're having their secluded little meeting doing hate speech, but then it escalates. Now they're fully, like, assaulting people. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was assault. And, they're pushing yeah. them. They're harassing them verbally, everything. And so in a public store. Yeah. So, I mean, then it goes from there to straight up home invasion. So it's just, like, ramping up and up and up. Mm. Yeah, the director and, knew what she was doing yep. with this one-cut shit. And the husband's like, we need to go. Like, you, it's been five minutes. And they're just like, no, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. got to find the passports. I think they go upstairs. And yeah, like, which is a, such a racist thing to do. Yeah, like they, I they, was so confused about them. Like, do they think they don't have American passports? Or, like, they think they'll get deported if they don't have their passports? Yeah, it was so oh, well, it was yeah, so oh, they could easily. Well, because if they, def, like, even long term, if they, you know, get rid of all their, any sort of documentation, right. then... They can call ICE and be like, I know of some undocumented immigrants. And then, uh-oh, they don't have right. their shit. Just the so inconvenience it, of it So all. even if they don't get deported, it's going to be an inconvenience right. having to prove that it, you know, that it's all real in there. So there, I mean, there's definitely some long-term damage that can be done with yeah. that. But it's also just the idea of it. Like, it's just pretty, they're literally, we're just living their lives trying to get a fucking bottle of wine at a convenience store. Yep. It's all they want. And and these people were just going to be going to their house to drink a bottle of wine and continue to be racist. But they decided they needed to go to these Asian women's house and cause a ruckus like teenagers, even though they're all middle aged and <laughs> know better. Should uh, know better. Oh, yeah. It's it's just literal, just hateful, spiteful children unleashed, un, unhinged in a, in a house. And of course, they come home. Yes, the, the owners, the, the two sisters. Yeah, they, the the husband realizes that the the car is pulling up, so they turn off all the lights and they hide, like there's anywhere really to hide. Right, five it's grown a ass open adults, six grown adults. Yeah, five, like, but also going back to that whole like human energy thing, if there were five random people in your home, even if you don't immediately see them, mm-hmm. like you're you would know, you would like know that the coffee uh, mug on the table got yep. moved, or like that the chairs weren't in the same position. Like you would be able to just feel that human well, presence as she notices when when the, the asian woman opens the door and she calls her dog and the it's dog doesn't very show up smart. it's a realistic she doesn't depiction. even walk inside she, she walk immediately inside. turns around and runs back to her car yep immediately knows that shit's wrong but then the husband jumps up and runs out and grabs her and pulls her back in and so you're, you're immediately like oh god now what are they going to do to her and it's just everything that happens from here on out is just so uncomfortable so so uncomfortable like Oh um, yeah, because and, now and, now we're in full on assault torture. Yeah, like they've they've crossed the line. They've committed felony. Like it's, yep, they yep. they basically have kidnapped. Even though she's like it's they're restraining her. They put her in a chair. They tie her up. Yep, all of she's it. just crying. She's like, just let me go. And they're like trying to like be like just be quiet, just be quiet. But then like two, I think the the woman the German jacket woman or something like that is like, they're just, we got to make an example of them. Yeah. She's definitely, her. she's definitely the one who's 
who will not back down yeah. from violence. Like, they're saying, yeah, scare her so she doesn't say anything. If she talks, you know, we're, I, I'm not going back to jail or something. Like, it's like, yeah. you gotta scare her and you're not talking. You gotta scare her, gotta scare her. And, and it's, it's just, it's so wild and uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. And so, and like the, the woman, um, the woman with the gun is still there. Like she still got it. So she's pointing it and waving that thing around just to add even more anxiety and issue to the, to the whole de- debacle. Yeah. That's going it, on. It's, it gets, it, it just starts escalating. They start, they end up the, the sister ends up coming too, or they could run back out and pull her out of the car or something like that. Cause yeah, then they like, end up I think, I think she was, up. I think they were coming up at separate time. Like the woman, the first woman was ahead of her. Cause right. then the second one comes oh, following she, shortly after with like grocery bags or something. Yeah, and she's going to check on him and then she like sees what's happening. She tries to run, but they and grab her too. Yeah. And they she tie immediately her up runs too. into the husband who's there and she yeah. like immediately sees this foreign person in her, you know, on yeah. her property. So she just starts running, but he, yeah, he grabs her and pulls her inside. And then, it's it gets pretty chaotic. I think the husband leaves at one point because he's like, "I'm not going to be a part of this." Yeah, right? and he's like, "I'm not going to do this." Up. Eventually, he does. I'm not going to be a part of this. Like, I'm not doing this. Um, it just and the women just keep. I think a couple of them try to like talk their ways out of it. The one yeah, woman, they, they do a couple of them start. I mean, the the foundation of this group breaks pretty quickly, but yeah. I mean, you know, they it, it's it's do or die time for them. Yeah. And a lot of them are like, fuck no we I mean, we, maybe we crossed the line, went too far. We can't keep going. But then like the one in the German jacket is like, no, we have to, we gotta, yeah. we gotta really just scare gotta the scare. shit out of them. If we don't scare them. They're going to talk. Like we don't, she's saying that over and over. And the woman that owns the stores, like, like I'm, I'm not losing my kids. Like I'm not doing this. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my kids. I'm not going to lose my kids. Da, 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 da. And like Emily is, has lost her leadership role. Like she doesn't know what's going on. She knows the situation's already out of her hands. Yeah, so, like she's trying to control it, but yeah. isn't really. You know, she's just kind of there doing things. She's not really doing making an impact. To she really the the crazy the most crazed one is is dominating in this situation yes the just because most every, unhinged. all the tensions are so high and the stakes are so high so she's just you know she's just going on and on about this so yeah eventually she just kind of takes charge goes back in there and then they you know they they scare them essentially torture them yeah they they have them duct tape they duct tape their mouths they have them duct tape to chairs um they're like rubbing mayonnaise in their hair they're just like doing all kinds of nasty with shit. Yeah, I rubbing think, nasty, sticky shit all over them. Like yeah, just, it's just, it's just they're just de- dehumanizing them, very yelling dehumanizing. at them, just like just scaring the ever loving shit out of them. Um, and then they start shoving like trail mix in their mouths and like trying to make them eat. And then we end up finding out that the younger one, the sister, is allergic to peanuts. Yep. So she ends up having seizures. Um, the sister's trying to yell about the EpiPen, but she has duct tape over her mouth. Uh, the woman in the jack, the German jacket, goes upstairs to get the EpiPen, comes back down, very taking your time, watching, yeah, most watching the woman have yeah, seizures definitely. and foaming from the mouth. And she and she's just standing there with the EpiPen. She's like, well, I guess it's too late for this, and just like throws it. Yeah, clearly. And just lets the woman die. Just lets her die, yeah, absolutely. And the sister's like crying, losing her mind, because her sister's dying in her hands right now. Yeah. Needlessly, like, preventable death. Absolutely. Just... And not to mention that she's all tied up and being abused as well. Yeah. So it's just trauma after trauma right now. So then... They're like the the women realize they just killed someone. Yep. So they're they're and they're, and, and it's not just like oh we killed someone what do we do it's like we killed someone and we have a witness and there's a witness oh, actively right in front of us yeah. so what do we do so what do we do and Emily doesn't know what to do and and she ends up asking the German jacket woman who's a, a con ex con to handle it 
And she's like, all right, we're going to make it look like someone broke in and raped them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's her first instinct. We're going to make it look like someone broke in and raped them. So she takes a carrot out of the refrigerator. Forgot about this shit. I trauma blocked it. To rape the living woman with a carrot. Yep. Thankfully off camera, but we still hear it happening. And And we see like movements and we see she is like violently slamming this carrot into this woman repeatedly. And that's the kind of shit why I say this is harder to watch than a Serbian film because a Serbian film shows the violence, which is obviously awful to look Mm -hmm. at. But like we were saying earlier with the gratuitous gore and some of the situations, I mean, there's like, it's cartoonish. Yeah. And like, for example, you know, I gave a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. It's persisting now. And Serbian film spoilers, I guess, if anyone's really concerned about that. One of the most infamous scene is where a big burly dude rapes an infant baby. Mm -hmm. But it's like so clearly a doll that it's like, how do you take this seriously? Right. You know, like, it's it's obviously heinous, nasty, and it's like, why would someone, you know, make this? Especially in that context when it is just to shock you. But it's also just like, you're watching it depicted, and you're like, this is... Yeah. It's so it, it's gross over the and top nasty, that your brain can't so reconcile being real. At least for me. I mean, I'm yeah, desensitized from a lot. I'm not saying it was pleasant to watch, but it's right. also just like, this is so unrealistic, I can't, right. you know, it's not really doing Wait, it. Just knowing when, a little bit of this woman's backstory, knowing that she'd already been raped by Emily's brother. So right. she's, she has just been kidnapped in her own home, tied up, tortured, humiliated, watched her sister die in front of her, and yep. is now being raped again. In her own home. Yep. And it's just like, it's the trauma this poor woman has gone through. All she wanted was a bottle of wine. She did Literally absolutely nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing. Not a damn thing. All she was doing was living her life and getting a bottle of wine. And now she's being tortured and sodomized in her own home. It's awful. It's, and, just, it's awful. And then after the rape, they're like, she's, they, Emily basically asked this woman that, Tell her to do what she has to do, and then uh, the the German jacket ex con woman strangles this poor woman mm-hmm. who she just raped with a carrot. Yeah, and at this point, all the women are losing their minds because they've never been in the situation before. The only one who's keeping her head cool is the German jacket woman. Uh, the others are just freaking out. They're trying to like clean up all the evidence. They're like cleaning up the mess they made from uh, the the mayonnaise and the peanut butter, or whatever. Everything, the, yeah. They're they're wiping down everything. It's like they broken touched. furniture There's, stuff. Their because beer they bottles were, like, in the chairs and everything. The, yeah. the one girl was uh, had been playing on the piano, so she's like wiping down the piano with like Clorox wipes. Yeah. Like, they're trying to get rid of all their fingerprints. They're like wiping down every surface they touched, and yeah, then they're, they're like somebody pulls a tarp from outside to put the bodies on because they're like we gotta get the bodies out of here. Mm-hmm body no crime so it's like this just gets it gets we've gone from like women having like a really uncomfortable conversation like to straight up murder hate crime yeah rape like multiple felonies i mean just the other day i read something about this dude shooting teenagers because they like were on his lawn or something like you know what i mean like stuff like that like just complete inconvenience and people are getting straight up murdered for just living their lives absolutely nothing like just no damn reason no rhyme or reason it's and the whole time you're watching again unbroken shot this is all you're in the moment yeah watching all this happen real time and i mean even though it's a movie when you're just sitting here watching like people freak out and hyperventilate so close up like that and you're seeing their face i mean it gets it triggers Mm -hmm. an emotional response from you 
And um, we, so we have the movie playing while we we're talking. And the, we're about to get to the scene, which actually is the only real moment where you have a, a second to breathe. Is I think Emily is realizing the gravity of everything that happens. So she stands up and is looking out the window, and the sound kind of drowns out. Yeah, because so she's, shot, she's basically trying to like simmer herself and compose herself so just, she can yeah, finish this. The camera this. holds on Emily from behind. We're seeing her look out the window, and all the sound drowns away. And yep. It's just her standing there. Just for a second. It's just, it's the quickest little, you get one breath, basically. And then the sound comes back up and the chaos resumes and everything's just like, I mean, everything that's happening in this movie, you're, you're putting yourself in the place of the poor women that were just tortured and murdered. You're putting yourself in the place of these women who are in a situation that got out of hand. We've yep. all been in situations, obviously not this intense, yeah. but, but like you, you've been in situations where things just get out of hand. It gets escalated. Everybody's by somebody at else. some point so in their like, mind been like, oh, things get fuck. like, and then you're just like, in the moment you're like, we went too far. What do we do? Like, yep. but this is next level. This is a straight up murder and torture. And like Emily started the movie, sad she wasn't having a baby and now her like she just was complicit in murdering two women yeah bigger problems like, now it's it's just wild and they're trying to like justify it and act like everything's gonna be okay if they just clean up if they just get rid of the bodies like yeah. everything's gonna be fine and it's they they put these women in a tarp and they put all like the the groceries and all the crap that they were like doing to them in the tarp too like all the evidence is in this tarp um and then they drag it out to i think the back to the car right and they, put, so. they, they throw them, with they, them yeah, yeah they throw them in the back um, of the car. Uh, please know that the dog was left in the cupboard. Yeah, the dog <laughs> is okay. Was, well, I was very actually, concerned. That was, that was well, because that's one of the first things she does is put that dog up. And the whole time I'm watching her clean up all this shit and try to remember, like, yeah. okay, what did I touch? What do I need to wipe down? I'm like, she's gonna forget about that dog, and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the thing. But and she even she even does leave, but then real quick comes back and Unless lets the dog, the dog out. out. But I was like, oh, I was like, I, that was like the only like. Little, little it, that consolation. Would, I mean, yeah, that would have been the smoking gun in that the was, court case, you know. And it was also, but it was also a little consolation for me personally. That yeah, the dog also, was yeah, thank God the dog was okay. Like, I was just like, because all I could think about was like, all this horrible stuff just happened, but like, please just let the dog be okay. <laughs> like, let the dog. So yeah. please, she let the dog out. Like, it was still obviously not going to get fed for who knows how long, and because it's just alone in this house now, but. Um, but yeah, so they throw the bodies in the back of the car, and then you know we get back in the car with the women as they're going to go dump the bodies at a lake, I, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, they kind of um, roll out there. And the camera's kind of focusing on the tarp in the back, and is really subtle. But if you watch, you can see movement. Totally. And and that's, you know, we're looking for that because it's like, okay, yes. why else are we lingering you're on like, this why tarp? We, and you're just staring at it. And you can see a little bit of movement. The tarp moves a little bit. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like you're like, oh, is one of them still alive? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is one alive or stuff moving in there? And, like, the women are still, like, arguing. Having, it was, it's, like, it's still chaotic. Like, it's still – but we're just looking at this tarp. Um, we get to, like, this beach area or whatever. And then they, like, pull the bag out. And it's just – they take a little canoe out there, which is only two people, so it's just Emily and the the really hateful one. Yeah, and it's honestly probably the least believable part of the movie because it's like it's literally a little dinghy, mm-hmm. two women, two yeah. dead women in a tarp with a bunch of groceries, probably like three hundred something pounds. Yeah. Of like, and they're like not tipping over, which they right. Would, if you've been in a canoe, you know how easy it is to tip one of those things over. So it's like two women, two dead women, a tarp, groceries, and they somehow are able to like slosh these dead women over the side of the canoe, not tip over the canoe and drop them into the water. Right. And then they just start paddling away and the camera just lingers on the water wherever they dropped. Mm-hmm. And it just lingers there. It, it just lingers. Too, so and you're like, just like, uh, what's, what are we, what's going to happen? Like, are they alive? Are they, is it like, is somebody going to come up? Like, yeah, the, the credit's going to roll. And that's and really just, just like, that grim. It's that bleak. And you're just like, you're like holding your breath and waiting for it. And then 
the the woman who was raped and strangled then burst through the surface she's alive right and <laughs> yeah and 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 honestly i don't um yeah so i mean that's that's the final shot of the movie that's and that's that's the movie you watched and it is just one unbroken continuous shot regardless of the hidden cuts that are yeah. probably there but it's just it, it is, I, I get I, I can understand why it was like a TikTok like how far can you make it into this movie because it really right. is just ample stack and stack and stack it's like okay you, you watch the conversation it's like uncomfortable and then some I mean that mm-hmm. takes enough people out but then it's like okay if you keep watching now you watch like a harassment and I mean I'm sure if you've if you've been in that situation of a victim of harassment like that I'm sure that was right. ultra triggering and I'm sure plenty of people tapped out there but yeah. then it's like okay if you keep watching now you get to watch them get murdered and right. it just it just keeps stacking up on itself and it's it, it's a good satire in my opinion because it just holds it just, it just unveils the curtain it's like this shit is happening i mean mm-hmm. maybe, you know maybe people aren't getting hate murdered every single day in this capacity i mean the way it's happening i mean it, it is <laughs> happening but like you know i've seen online people are like oh i got unbelievable for me once they you know started murdering the women i'm like but why because i mean do you not hear about this like every single day yeah. I, literally every single day in america there's a new mass shooting somewhere yeah i mean you, you you're telling me you can't believe that these people who i mean we watched the whole it's almost a character study we watched the psychology of it it started with them uh, you know it start it starts with one woman with who's very clearly off to the rest of the world, but then she gets together with a bunch of like-minded people, has this, mm-hmm. you know, their, their conversation where, which makes them feel like they're in their own safe space and able to continue with this line of thinking. They get kicked out, go to, they're like, okay, we're going to go, you know, just go to our house, have some wine. So they go, but then they have to stop for wine. So they go to the store, which makes the most logical sense. You know, the woman owns a store. Let's just run by the, you know, to the shop, get a bottle. But then this thing happens in, to them, you know, and they're, you know, they're, everyone's the hero of their own story. So they're you know, having this day. They already had this conversation about how they basically hate minorities and what, what are they going to do about it? How are they going to grow their cause? And then boom, an example for them, you know, in their eyes. And then, so, so it just escalates and they're like, well, we already did that. And we already had that happen. We're pissed off now. So then they, you know, like you said, gas, gas themselves up enough yep. to go ascend what would eventually be commit murder yeah but and they so didn't it's just plan this, on murder like, yeah like they didn't plan on their evening going that way but we just saw how the de-evolution of how one thing leads to another yeah and when you have s- enough people because if this were just emily i doubt it would have gotten this far right or even if it was just the crazy chick because right. then it's like okay it's 1v2 and i'm alone in this yeah. but when you have four people or five people however many being like yeah this is okay we can do this it doesn't feel as uh, unobtainable as a goal mm-hmm. because they're like, yeah, we can do this. And we work. They're constantly giving each other that assur- assurance of like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. And it's going to be okay. Or even if you're like not wanting to participate anymore, but you're watching all this other stuff happen. You're like, when, when do you stand up and say, no, we need to, this is, we're done doing this. Yeah, like, we're done. Are, are cool. you going to be able to stop this, these events from happening? Or do you need to just remove yourself? Like the husband did, like he just left. He just he left. He knew it was going to devolve. He was like, I can't be a part of this. Yep. So he just left. And then there's also that he, like, well, if I leave, are complicit. they even going to let me leave? Yeah. Do, do they turn on me So the, this woman, the, the other woman who's concerned about her kids, she really did nothing, but she just stood there and watched it happen. Yeah. So she, she's still, that's the problem. Just she as did guilty. nothing. She's just, she, she just, just watched, watched it and watched happen. It happen. And waved in her around. mind, in her mind, she probably thinks that she's safe, that she'll be fine. Yeah. She's like, well, I wasn't the one who put the peanuts in her mouth. Yeah. I wasn't but the she one who did this. that happened. And she drove the van with yeah. the bodies oh, in the backseat. Like, absolutely. Every single one of these women is rotting in jail for the rest of their lives. I mean, should. 
are they though? This this woman that survived. I mean, theory, she theory, gets out. Like in you, theory. That's you have to tell yourself that because that's the only thing that's going to make it okay in your brain is that yeah, that well, this woman swims to shore and is somehow able to get to the cops and like get these women arrested before they finish her off or something. Like who knows? Exactly. There's a whole another can of worms after that. It's and that's like, the that's the perfect segue segue to the debate, deadly debate of this episode yes. is are you. Are you satisfied with the ending? Because I almost see it. I could have seen a route where the it, it cut the cam- the credits roll five seconds sooner. You never see the woman pop out again. Right. It's just that dark. You just yeah. watch the story of these women do their shit, and you know maybe they get away with it. Maybe they don't. Maybe somehow you know fingerprints are found or whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, in the self-contained story you watched, you watch these women get away with murder, and that's that. Yeah, you know, regardless of whether or not they get caught later on, and I, I mean, the story of this movie, this movie, you don't watch this movie for its plot. You watch this movie for its social commentary oh, and yeah. its and its de-evolution of a, of it's a situation. A study for sure. If it, it's a, yeah, it's like a it's like a character study, but of of the human race mm-hmm. essentially. Mob mentality, mob, very like mob peer mentality. Pressure. Yes, it's like it. yeah, it's. It's I, I'm conflicted with the ending because I'm happy the one woman lived. Mm-hmm. Um, I am incredibly sorry for the trauma she'll have to live. That's with. another thing too. I'm like honestly, if, maybe if I she would, survives. Maybe further, I would just want to be dead um, after going through all that. I would like to believe that even if she would not have survived, that the woman would still be caught. But definitely being where they were, where it seemed like a very rural place, and like. We don't know what the cops are like in that place. They mentioned the cops at one point, and they're like, yeah. "It's like are these are these you know the kind of cops who are not going to take it seriously because they were minority women, right? Like, you know, they're not. They're just going to say, oh, like they're just going to look, take one look at the house and say, oh, they must have just left, and you right. not even look for. You want to believe that they'll investigate. You want to believe they're going to do the right thing, and, figure it out, well, and, and catch these know, women. We know that they have the house because they inherited it from their mother, meaning yeah. that they're alone. So who's yeah. going to come looking for them? Who's exactly. Be able do to they have other family? Like, we don't know. So we exactly. don't know how that would have played out. They're alone Again. on this house in the hills. So how long is it going to take right. before anyone even like notices? You know, I mean, I'm sure they have friends and social circles, mm-hmm. but you know, you know. So it's just like for me, the whether or not this woman lived wasn't even the point. It was just more. It didn't really the fact matter that it to happened. me. I, I think, in my opinion, it kind of feels like a way of the director giving you a little bit of hope. It, it yes, immediately sings to me of like is you know the good will always prevail yeah. so because i think you know it, it is logical that it she was, gets out swims to shore <laughs> it's figures the trigger, it out. it's the trigger to exhale you've been holding your breath through the whole movie she lives you're like okay literally triggering like, an exhale because like, she's okay. emerging from <laughs> she the surface of the lived. water so she literally lived. takes a big ass breath and like but at the same time yeah was she able to swim to shore is, is anyone gonna believe her is she able to get to the cops is she gonna die of exposure because she's soaking wet right the night the she's not where she really is. stop she doesn't know where she is she was just choked she was raped with a carrot she watched her sister die like what's she's in shock like is mm-hmm. she is she gonna how longer is she, much longer is she gonna live is she yeah. gonna believe her story is she even gonna say anything to get these women arrested she's gonna leave town because she doesn't want to deal with it like right yeah it's it's wild you don't know what's gonna happen so it's like yeah it's it's kind of good that she lived but at the same time like it's just a fucked up situation to be in it absolutely is and it, and it's the call to action is Okay, what next? Like, and, and even if say say this woman does, you know, get justice, and all all of these hateful white women go to jail or whatever, excuse me, it's like okay, but that's in the grand scheme of yeah. you know the country, the world. What I mean, one the the town's going to hear about it, and yeah. then it's going to expand to what I mean. Will it get recognized at a national level? Right? Is it going to? I mean, are people going to be? And then 
I mean, you know, the politics, people are going to share the story and people right. who agree with the women are going to be like, they did nothing wrong. Yeah. Or what are the lawyers like? Are they, are they, <laughs> even are that? They, or what's the judge like? What's the jury like? Are they, are these women going to get like punished to the full extent of the law or are they, are, are the, is the jury judge going to be sympathetic? They're going to be like, oh, it was accidental death. The other woman survived. There was no actual murder here. Discharge them with like a breaking and entering. They get probation or something ridiculous like that because they're right. well off white women. I like, swear, I can't remember treated. off the top of my head for sure, but because it's been, I think we watched this movie like two weeks ago or something but yeah. i swear there was a point in time where the like you mentioned the convenience store owner woman talking about the cops i swear she said something like i've got connections or something it, there in, was in a the vein of like i know how to make i know how to make the cops not i can't yeah, i can't remember if they like had connections or if it was like they were saying the cops were ineffective but there was a something line there's like a that. line about the cops in this town not being great yeah or like <laughs> or something something or bad something was problematic like with them yeah. too which we've seen that all over the country so absolutely repeatedly. it's just and i almost feel weird even talking about this of not being someone of like a boc or Definitely. like i mean we're gay so like we are a minority but like straight passing or you know whatever it's just it's hard to talk about these things like i'm sure people of color get deal these microaggressions and this bullshit every day every single day and we just don't see it and they deal they deal with it all it's just i just it's got to be exhausting it has to just to put up it's so fucked up when you have to fight to just just live your life and live your life it's it fucking sucks and that's why i mean the, the civil unrest in this country is so high because so many people have to fight to exist and I mean, yeah. just and, and, <laughs> I, I hate to say it but even even like the white people who are like we rule the country like now they're being affected by poverty and stuff like that so yeah. like but they're still change. othering they're still acting like it's everyone it's else everyone like else's minorities fault. fault it's yeah. not these like hyper rich submarine diving assholes oh my god i swear <laughs> literally so it's just, i mean even even that's a situation that can relate to this movie because i mean you look at look at the whole titan situation versus the boat of refugees yes that, and nobody even batted an eye yeah so. 300 people drown refugees barely get any news coverage at all none five billionaires drown. i refuse trying to, to learn Titanic. their names we i don't want to, I don't want to know a single one of their names i still don't know the ceo of that company's name i, I don't ever want to know i'm so I don't give a shit. pissed at how much all my social media fees were clogged with that bullshit like i hate that this became such an event it's like literally stupid people did stupid things and found out so it's things that they knew they were uh, anyways i don't want to but, yeah not to not to dive into the real life politics uh, that hard real, but yeah real, this movie know. though you check it out is if you it's it's, it's worth it, it's it's worth the psych uh, uh, uh mental evaluation and reflection it'll cause you like the the, the thinking exercise it'll put you through you know i mean it brings it, it puts you it doesn't just bring light to a lot of situations because mm-hmm. a, a lot of situations are under microscopes already, yeah. but it puts you in it. It gives you... The way the camera is and stuff in the uncut, it, it makes you feel like you are another character there yes, that's just not talking. it allows you to experience. You feel like you're part of it. So, like, you keep asking yourself, or at least I did, what would I do in this situation? When would I have Definitely. stood up? When would I have, like, stopped this from happening? Would I have stopped this from happening? Right. Would I have, like, stood up? Like, it's just... you. You don't know until you're in that situation. You like to think that you'd be like, you know, the oh, I would never let this happen. I would, you know, da, da, da. but you just don't know if you're not in it. And I think these women didn't know how they're going to react. They thought they were these big, badass white supremacists and they're the situation. Just and they're anything. just like, oh, my God. It's yeah. Like the rules don't apply to them. But then they do something that breaks the rules. And yeah. They're like, well, wait a minute. And the fact that they kept thinking that they would get away with it if they just like, like oh, if we just clean it up, if we just scare them. Like, it was like, yeah, because oh, it's just. The privilege was there even committing the crimes. They just exactly. thought they would be fine. 
They thought they were going to be fine. They th- yeah, like they thought this was an okay human Ugh. behavior, acceptable thing to do in any situation. Like, capacity. if they would have just left when she got home, they would have just left. At the very worst, it would you know they still committed a crime, trespassing, Mist- trespassing, breaking and entering, misdemeanor. Like, vandalism, like it would have been nothing. Yeah. it would have been embarrassing, but like it would have been over. You, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You should have yeah. known better. There'd be two you, girls you with around, a lot less trauma out, alive. Like, ooh. Well, it's wild. Yeah. Anyway. So it's, and it's really, it, uh, you know, without, without it, it, the call to action with the movie is like why I think it, you know, you should watch it because uh, it should be watched or observed. It's on, it's on Netflix. Um, Check it out. It's, it's an uncomfy one for sure. And, I, and at the end of the day, it's a, you know, horror. That's what horror is. It's oh, a horror. Yeah. I do a horror podcast because, and I like horror movies because I like the emotion of being scared. Yeah. I like the emotion of being uncomfortable. I like thinking about these kinds of things because it, it, it it allows me to grow and add, think about these things and seeing something so explicit. I'm like, damn, people really have to live like this. Yep. And, you know, it just makes you more aware and more, uh, you know, how can I change in my daily life just to be a little bit better and not make life or just terrible aware. for other people. Just to just aware, and, you know, spreading awareness. It's just so, it's the first step in any, any sort of change or problem. So this movie definitely made me feel more emotions and more anxiety than any horror movie I've ever seen ever. Like, definitely. It definitely like it, put it made, me in, this movie does not make you feel good. It, it, was, it was so uncomfortable through the whole thing. Like just watching it unfold and you're, it's, it's like a nightmare. It's like a fever dream of just escalation. It and is. And it's this all is just the, unnecessary. The scenes that we're watching, you know, that, 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 uh, that Beth de Arujo put together is, is fiction, but the act like this, exi- I mean, this was a headline somewhere. I'm sure yeah. like you could, you could probably read a story that's just like that. I mean, this is the most based on a true story movie I've seen. And it's not even mm-hmm. based on a true story. It's just, you know, it's just what the state of right. this country is like today. And it's, you know, pulling back the curtain like that is why, why I watched it and why I stuck yeah. with it and didn't turn it off after mm-hmm. the uncomfy conversation or whatever. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough movie, but that's, that is soft and quiet 2022 and the fact that it got acquired by Blumhouse, I mean, Jason Blum clearly saw this at South by Southwest and was like, yep, we got to get that out there. It's got a, you know, it's message, it's it's filmmaking, we got to do it. And so I think I'm, it's wild more people aren't talking about it, to be honest. It's, you know, I it's agree. relatively new Other movie, than like your TikTok I mean, thing. I've only seen that one TikTok. I just happened to see it on yeah. my page. And it was... Uh, Even on YouTube, when you look about it, I mean, there's a few people talking about it, but not, yeah. you know, and I noticed, not really. And the, the person on, on TikTok that, you know, it was a person of color. So it's like, obviously, it hits people of color harder. Definitely. And I know there were some people like in comments sections we saw on like YouTube and whatnot who were like, oh, it's not that scary. And I'm like, oh. Well, there's something in this I movie bet you're to white. trigger everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. you got to look at the demographics of who's, who's talking about this movie and what people are saying because i'm sure it would be more than revealing and more than telling and i'm sure there's people out there that see this movie and they're like well they just messed up they did this wrong yeah they, even they, i they, they probably think it was okay that these women are deciding to like um, i've seen plenty of comments that were like it got unbelievable for me in the in the last act when this happened i'm like i just don't see why escalate. i think it people happens really way. underestimate violence and like i even even in like the Chucky TV show, I've heard people say, oh, the, the, not a spoiler, by the way, I've heard, oh, the bullying depiction is unrealistic. Kids aren't really that mean. They're worse. But they, they're literally worse. Like, just because you didn't experience that kind of bullying, or maybe you never experienced the kind of microaggressions and, and mm-hmm. straight up harassment that the women in this movie, Soft and Quiet, are, doesn't mean it. it's not fucking happening right. in the world. 
it's even worse now than it ever has been. Like bullying uh, nowadays especially. is like, especially I've been out of school, you know, for 20 plus years. And it's like, I can't imagine the bully. There's a, there's a study that came out saying that high school students nowadays are, have more anxiety than insane asylum patients, patients from like the sixties and fifties, like which is when they were like, it. you know, shocking people and giving like, you know, yeah. lobotomies and like these kids are like, it's social media is like, especially in childhood. Well, well, yeah. Like, especially when, because everything you do is at a moment's notice can be scrutinized by quite it's literally wild. not an exaggeration the entire world and you're, you're so accessible everyone's so accessible now like you know growing up in the 80s Everyone and 90s digital footprint. you were you, you could be anonymous it was you, you can't be anonymous anymore it's it, impossible it, it's impossible to be and if you are it's actually you know looked at it's as weird because yeah. people are like what do you gotta hide that you can't be on yeah. social media oh Same people like on TikTok, i, I hear kids like, all the time even even interacting with me, like when people are like, oh, you don't have a, like a Snapchat or an Instagram? Yeah. Like, like I do, red but flag. like, you know, you hear like, that, <laughs> that's a red flag. Or like, even like to, to bring up the gay community for a minute, there's so many gay people, especially on like Grindr and stuff that immediately are like, oh, follow me on Insta. That's how we're going to yeah. talk. That's how we're going to have our social interactions. Ugh. It's like, but can we just, you know, speak to each other? Why? I don't even know who you, I don't even know your name. And yeah. you're like, follow me on Instagram. Not interested. Thanks. With that being said, thank you for listening to Debate of the Dead. You can find me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, um, but no, that is, that is uh, it is a weird, um, weird movie that makes you yeah. feel a lot of emotions. And that's why we're, yeah. that's why we're talking about it. Watch it with your friends. Have conversations. Have uncomfortable have conversations. Have a conversation about it. You know, those uncomfy, those uncomfy, you know, what just would you do in this situation? situations. Who, who do you is, most identify with this in this movie? Like, you know, who, like these, are, these are real issues that every people, people got to deal with every fucking day. Yeah. And it, it sucks. We so. got to talk about it more. That's and that's what that's what I hope we did here is, is you know talk about it because that's that's I, I definitely think that's what this movie was intended to do is yeah. be a talking point you know people really are obviously you know it's meant to shock you it's meant to mm-hmm. raise awareness it's meant to satirize the behavior of individuals in this country it's meant to do all those things so yeah that's that's soft and quiet you have any other final thoughts on soft and quiet so many but <laughs> I know yeah there's a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, Matt. Well, thank you for coming on again. Yeah, Friend of the pod, returning as always. You're, you know, I'm welcome on whenever Anytime, the people anytime. love you. I love That's you. Fine. You're always welcome on the, on the show. Thanks. So thanks for being another awesome guest as of always. Of course. If you want to, first of all, follow the podcast for updates on Twitter and Instagram, always announcing what the next episode is going to be doing giveaways, you know, all that kind of stuff. Follow me on Instagram. If you want to support my drag journey, we are out here doing things at queen underscore cream. Cream is with a Q, as you all know, my lovely creamies. I've got a Patreon if you want to support me there. I've got a merch store, you know, buy, buy get get a queen cream t-shirt, you know, support your local drag queens, all that, all that good jazz. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of Debate of the Dead. We will see you next time with a much more fun movie than this one we're gonna we're gonna do a drastic 180 tonal shift to to up the energy back up so thanks for listening bye bye